Anger is a normal, healthy emotion. But when anger gets out of control, it can ruin your relationships, your health, and even your life. If you're struggling to keep your anger under control, this episode of the Anger Secrets podcast is for you. In this episode, I'll share six easy tips to help you control your anger, master your emotions, and create calmer, happier, and more respectful relationships, no matter what your situation. Hello and welcome to the Anger Secrets Podcast. I'm Alistair Dews, and over the last 30 years, I've taught over 10,000 men and women how to control their anger, master their emotions, and create calmer, happier, and more respectful relationships. In this podcast, I'll share the proven tools and techniques I've used to help my clients control their anger and transform their lives. For a free training on how to control your anger, visit angersecrets.com forward slash training. In this training, I'll teach you some of the most powerful tips, tools, and techniques I've used to help my clients control their anger so that you can start seeing results fast. Visit angersecrets.com forward slash training to access this powerful training now. With that said, let's begin with tip one. Tip one, your thoughts create your anger, not the events that happen to you. This tip is one of the most powerful secrets of anger management. To help understand how your thoughts create your anger, imagine that you are driving a car and another car cuts in front of you. If you are like many people, in this situation, you may immediately get angry and shout at the other driver, make rude gestures, or tailgate the other car. In this situation, did the other driver create your anger? Many people answer yes to this question. After all, they say, if the other driver didn't cut in front of me, I wouldn't have gotten angry. This, however, is a faulty way of thinking. In reality, your thoughts, not the other driver, created your anger. If another driver cuts in front of you while you are driving, you could choose to think, I'm happy he missed me, or he must not have seen me. These thoughts would not lead to you becoming angry. Instead, you would probably stay calm, relaxed, and happy. This idea applies to any other situation. For example, suppose your partner criticizes you for something you did not do. In this case, you could choose to think, my partner is being so unfair, that makes me mad. Or you could choose to think, my partner is probably just having a bad day. I'll give them a hug and see if they want to talk about it. The first thought would lead to you becoming angry, or the second thought would lead to you staying calm and happy. In other words, it is always your thoughts, not the events that happen to you, that create your anger. Tip two, think, where am I on the tension scale? Many people think that they get angry very quickly. For example, some people think they lose their temper or blow up as soon as someone criticizes them or doesn't do what they want. In my experience, however, this is rarely the case. Almost everyone I have worked with over the last 30 years can look back in hindsight and understand that whatever situation they were in, their anger had built up over time. For some people, this build-up happens slowly. For others, it can be faster. But in all cases, there is a build-up. One way of becoming aware of this build-up is to use what I call the tension scale. The tension scale is a scale 
from 0 to 10 of your level of tension or stress. Zero on the tension scale represents experiencing no tension or stress whatsoever. On the top end of the tension scale, 10 represents experiencing the most stress or tension you can think of. As people go up the tension scale, almost everyone will reach a point where they become angry. This point is at about 7 on the tension scale for most people. Below this point, you may feel various versions of anger, such as annoyance at around 4 on the scale, frustration at 5 on the scale, feeling pissed off at 6 on the tension scale, and finally anger at 7 on the tension scale. Above 7 on the tension scale, you may become abusive or violent. Becoming aware of your level of tension or stress is essential in helping you control your anger before you get too high on the tension scale. To do this, it is helpful to ask questions such as, Am I becoming tense or stressed in this situation? If so, where am I on the tension scale right now? This is especially important if you are in a situation where you are likely to become angry. By monitoring your tension levels, you have more control over how your anger develops and how you can control it before it surfaces. In later episodes of this podcast, I will share more information on how to get down the tension scale in situations where you are going up the tension scale. Tip three, ask yourself, is expressing my anger in an aggressive, abusive, or violent way going to help me in this situation? This tip is quite simple. Expressing anger in aggressive, abusive, or violent ways is never helpful. For example, imagine that you are getting angry during an argument with your partner. If you express your anger in an aggressive, abusive, or violent way, will this help you in this situation? Almost everyone understands that the answer to this question is no. Expressing anger in an aggressive, abusive, or violent way never helps. It rarely changes the situation or the other person's behavior, and it almost always causes problems in the long term. For example, what will it achieve if you shout at your partner, intimidate them, or threaten violence? In almost all cases, it will simply make the situation worse. Your partner may become more scared, hurt, or defensive. They may even get angry themselves, leading to a bigger argument. Or they may withdraw from the situation and stop communicating with you altogether. In either case, reacting with aggression, abuse, or violence makes the situation worse. It damages your relationship and creates problems that didn't exist before. So if you found yourself in a situation where you were getting angry and thinking about expressing your anger in an aggressive, abusive, or violent way, ask yourself, is expressing my anger this way going to help me in the situation? I guarantee the answer will be no. Tip four, practice relaxation techniques. If you're in a situation where you are getting tense, frustrated, or angry, it is sometimes difficult to think yourself down the tension scale. This especially applies when you are above five on the tension scale. At these times, your body may be flooded with emotions. Due to this, it can be challenging to think clearly. In these situations, it is helpful to practice some simple relaxation techniques. A straightforward relaxation technique is to take some slow, deep breaths. I recommend you breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. As you breathe in, count to four. Hold your breath for a few seconds and then breathe out again, counting to eight. 
Do this several times until you feel your body start to relax. At the same time as taking these deep breaths, it is a good idea to change your thoughts about the situation. For example, instead of thinking, my partner is being unreasonable, think, maybe my partner has a valid point. I need to think about this more. Or instead of thinking, this is so unfair, think, I can't change what has happened, but I can change how I react to it. Relaxation techniques like this can be very helpful in bringing down your level of tension and helping you to think more clearly. But like all the techniques I discuss here, they need practice. The more you practice them, the more effective they will be. Tip five, put yourself in the other person's shoes. When you are angry, it is easy to become self-focused. That is, it is easy to focus on your feelings and needs and forget about the other person's feelings and needs. For example, imagine you are angry with your partner because they didn't do the dishes. It is easy to get caught up in thinking how unfair it is that you have to do the dishes. But if you take a step back and try to see the situation from your partner's point of view, you may see things differently. For example, maybe your partner just wants to relax after a long day at work. Maybe they don't see doing the dishes right now as a big deal. Maybe they forgot it was their turn to do the dishes and thought it was your turn. The point is that there always are at least two sides to every story. When you are angry, it is easy to think that you are right and that the other person is wrong. This means you do not try to understand the other person's point of view. Instead, you are just trying to prove that you are right. However, if you take a step back and try to understand where the other person is coming from, you may see the situation from a very different perspective. This is always helpful. Tip six, take time out. If you are getting high on the tension scale, it is better to leave the situation than to stay and risk your anger getting out of control. Doing this is called taking a time out. While taking a timeout is often helpful, there are good and bad ways to take timeouts. Some people, for example, walk out on their partner in the middle of an argument. Their partner does not know where they have gone or when they are returning. This can be very frustrating. Instead of walking out on your partner, it is much better to sit down with your partner when you are both calm and work out some basic agreements for taking a timeout. For example, you could agree that either person can call a timeout at any time during an argument. And when a timeout is called, that person must leave the room immediately. It is also helpful to agree on how long either of you should take a timeout for and where you will go during a timeout. For example, you may agree with your partner that you will take a timeout for 30 minutes when you get angry. You will walk to the local park and calm down during that time. When you come back from time out, you should be calm. You should also discuss with your partner whether the issue you were arguing about is worth discussing again or not. If so, choose a time with your partner to do this and make sure you stick to this agreement. That way, your partner will learn that taking a time out is not a tool for avoiding difficult conversations, but simply a tool for managing your anger before it gets out of control. Taking time out is a valuable anger management tool. In later episodes of this podcast, I will share more details about how to take a time out effectively. Okay, 
Thank you for listening to today's podcast on six easy tips to control your anger. Be sure to tune into the next episode to discover how to take responsibility for your actions. If you found this episode helpful, please follow this podcast and head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app and leave a rating and review. This will help other people struggling with anger find and benefit from this show. Remember, for a free training on how to control your anger, master your emotions, and create calmer, happier, and more respectful relationships, visit angersecrets.com forward slash training. And finally, remember, you can't control other people, but you can control yourself. I'll see you in the next episode. Take care. The Anger Secrets Podcast is for general informational purposes only, and does not constitute the practice of counseling, psychotherapy, or any other professional health service. No therapeutic relationship is implied or created by this podcast. If you have mental health concerns of any type, please seek out the help of a local mental health professional.